Listener-supported St. Gabriel Catholic Radio AM820 brings you The Seminarians, a dialogue with students from the Pontifical College Josephinum, produced by AM820 to encourage and inspire vocations to the religious life. And now, The Seminarians. Welcome to The Seminarian Show. My name is Jacob Stinnett, and I'm a seminarian for the Diocese of Columbus. And joining me today is Brian Smith, a seminarian for the Diocese of Youngstown. Let's begin in prayer. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Lord, we praise you with all our voice for the great gift that you've given us of new life in you through your passion, death, resurrection, and ascension. Help us to make a sacrifice of praise with all of our hearts and draw closer to you, to the mystery of your suffering and of the new life that you give us. Mm. Our Father, who art art in in heaven, heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Brian, one of the big changes that we have during the Lenten season Mm -hmm. um, in the Mass is that short acclamation that we have before the Gospel changes. Mm -hmm. So during um, the rest of the year, it's Alleluia, Mm -hmm. um, as we're about to hear um, the words, the deeds, the life of Jesus proclaimed in the Gospel. But during... Um, Lent, we sort of bury that Alleluia. Yeah. Um, and we use a different um, text, maybe Praise to You, Lord Jesus Christ, King of Endless Glory. That mm-hmm. one's pretty popular and well known. Um, I always chuckle the first few days at the seminary are always a little rough with yeah. that. Not during Mass. Right. But um, we've talked about Liturgy of the Hours before on our different shows. Right. And. There's an Alleluia in the beginning of Liturgy of the Hours, which, like you were saying, instead of being replaced by something else, it's just taken out. Right. So we typically, you know, say our glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit as it was in the beginning, is now and will be forever. Amen. Alleluia. Right. During Lent, we just stop at the Amen. And there are some people who just want to keep going. And Especially you get a, the first few days. You're right. And you get an all or something like that. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, or sometimes the whole community will just we're just going to say the Alleluia, it seems, uh, or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so Lent's a time where we hold back on this Alleluia. Right. For the purpose of proclaiming it all the louder mm-hmm. at Easter time, right? Mm-hmm. So we have all of these Easter hymns where, like, the whole refrain is nothing but Alleluia, 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 mm-hmm. um, right? So um, this word is really familiar to us as as Christians, as Catholics, but sometimes um, I think we sort of just say it without really right. knowing what it means. Right. So um, it's a good thing that's become so familiar. It's just become yeah. part of our way of talking to God and expressing our praise to God, and that says something really about the choice of this word and it's kind of how it's become so central. Um, you know, one of the comparisons that people have made with this word is between it and you know the 
speech of babies even or like infant speech like mm-hmm. it's just kind of an elemental word hallelujah yeah. it's just easy to say um just got basically the same letters l uh-huh. and then a few different sounds in between it so yeah. it's like something of like a basic expression of just our joy and our praise to god yeah yeah the the joy of childhood mm-hmm. um, which and i think christ calls us to in the gospel right i've, I've heard it once or twice before <laughs> yeah and i presume jacob you know that this word comes from a specific you know place and people and time in history that's right it's not chinese it's yes hebrew yes there you go right right and it's basically two words um allelu mm-hmm. and ya so allelu is praise and it's a command or an invitation to everyone like saying okay now everyone prays uh-huh and who you're asking well obviously god right <laughs> is the answer praise god yeah praise um, the lord praise the lord if you look at the last few psalms in the book of psalms mm-hmm. um they more or less all begin with this expression alleluia in the original hebrew so depending on your bible you'll either have just the word alleluia mm-hmm. written or sometimes it will be translated as praise the lord mm-hmm. and then the psalm continues and it ends with the same thing praise the lord um and probably the most the other most notable part in the bible at least where we see this word is towards the end mm. <laughs> like one of the last chapters of the book of revelation where in my bible there's a little heading for chapter 19 which is the one we're referring to and it says the rejoicing in heaven <laughs> Ah, so I see it when describing the rejoicing in heaven, the, you know, St. John, the writer of the book of revelation chooses to use this word. And now peculiarly he's writing not in Hebrew, mm-hmm. but in Greek. However, he chooses to use this word. Like he basically takes a non-Greek word and just spells it out in As, Greek letters. Yeah. So there's something about this, like you said, sort of, elemental mm-hmm. word of praise in hebrew that just resonates with our experience of god mm-hmm. and we during the easter season we returned to it with you know great gusto mm-hmm. and i thought today we could look at just a handful of songs from the tradition of the church where this word is used it features very prominently and you know, at the same time, also look at some of the imagery they offer us. A lot of it is taken from the Bible, mm-hmm. but some of it is imagery that's brought in to complement the theology and, um, you know, the mystery of Easter, you know, the resurrection. Sure. And and it's, so it's imagery that help us helps us to enter more into that. Um, All right. So what's the first hymn that you want to bring to our attention today? Well, let's start off with one that uses the Alleluia quite a bit. Okay. In this refrain, um, a lot of people have heard it like this. Alleluia, Alleluia, Alleluia. And then there are actually a number of verses that follow it. I'm not sure how many um, most people would be familiar with from having sung it in church. Mm -hmm. And 
maybe they sing the verses, maybe the cantor even sings them, so they just get to listen to them, and they'll just join in on the refrain. Um, but basically, what this song presents to us is a little ballad. So a, a ballad typically has a refrain like this, mm-hmm. and then describes like you know a day or a short episode um, that has some sort of resolution. So we're talking here about the resurrection. Of course. And we have a focus on two scenes, really, which I really appreciate just singing this song throughout the whole week of Easter because the scenes in this song are the first time when the disciples go to see the tomb. Mm -hmm. And then the second scene is when our Lord appears to Thomas and shows his wounds, which is the gospel that we have for the Sunday after Easter. Right. So that first episode is Easter Sunday. Right. And that second episode is the week after Easter Sunday, mm-hmm. um, Divine Mercy Sunday, as it's called now. So yeah, singing it throughout that week kind of highlights both of those and builds up the theme of that octave of Easter, mm-hmm. as it's called, celebrating every day as if it was Easter. Mm-hmm. And the first verse begins with an invitation to everyone to sing. So it says like, O sons and daughters of the King, whom heavenly hosts in glory sing, today the grave has lost its sting. Alleluia. So it's just like saying, we have a proclamation for you. Mm -hmm. Today is a very joyful day because of this resurrection. Right. Um, Then we have a few verses that describe how the women went to the tomb. They found it empty. The angel speaks and says, the Lord is going before you. And... Then it even describes, you know, that little race between Peter and John mm-hmm. where they come to the tomb and um, it says, you know, John ran faster, but um, it doesn't describe how Peter goes in first, but we know that Peter then sure. gets Looking to go in first, text. which we see as, you know, one of the early signs of the apostles recognizing Peter's, you know, primacy of place mm-hmm. among them. Yeah, the first of the apostles. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Looking at this text, we have that refrain that you sang for us earlier mm-hmm. alleluia 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 but even at the end of all of these um verses sort of leading us into the refrain is another alleluia yep it's just throughout this whole thing this praise the lord um for for this um incomparable um and really incomprehensible um act of love the later verses just invite us to reflect on you know, Thomas's conversion in that moment where he, um, you know, converts from his doubting and believes. And our Lord really um, calls him and the those who will follow Thomas and the other disciples to, you know, the importance of believing even without seeing. Because that's going to be the reality now. The, the word of the apostles is going to be um, the way that most people know or at least have their first exposure to this resurrection, even though they will experience in their lives in certain ways. Mm-hmm. Um, they won't see it with right. their own eyes. We, we don't all have the opportunity that Thomas had to put our fingers into the, the nail marks on mm-hmm. Christ's side or the, the wound um, in his side from the lance. Yeah. But we're still called to believe um, in the message that God has given the apostles for the whole world. You're listening to The Seminarian Show on St. Gabriel Catholic Radio. My name is Jacob Stinnett. I'm a seminarian for the Diocese of Columbus. And joining me is Brian Smith, seminarian for the Diocese of Youngstown. Today we're reflecting on that Easter word 
the word that um, we hear so often throughout the Easter season, Alleluia. Um, what it means, where it comes from, simply means praise the Lord. Um, and we've been looking and we'll continue to look at some of those Easter hymns that um, have this word in them or have been used by the church for a long time to um, dive deeper into the the reality of Easter and this response that we all make to Easter morning, praise the Lord. I thought we might move on to look at not so much a hymn, but uh, another piece of music that is in the Easter Mass, so the Mass of Easter Sunday. Mm-hmm. And we only have one of these pieces of music on very few occasions. Sure. The the feast, there's only really three feasts when most people will hear one of these special songs. They're called sequences. Mm-hmm. And they're sung after the, or they're sung before the Alleluia. Okay. So after the second reading, before the Alleluia mm-hmm. at Mass. And what they offer is like an extended reflection on the feast day that's being celebrated. Mm-hmm. And we hear them mostly on Easter, Pentecost, and mm-hmm. the feast of Corpus Christi, so the body and blood of our Lord. Right. Um, the one for Easter, uh, they're all known by the, their first words in Latin. Mm-hmm. So the one for Easter is called Victime Pascali Laudes. Mm-hmm. And the first two lines in English go... Christians to the Paschal victim offer sacrifice and praise. So that title is about you know that Paschal victim to whom praise is being offered. Those are the three mm-hmm. the three words we have. Um, and I mentioned we would be looking at a few different images that are in these songs, and the the first few verses of this song offer some images of how Christ contended with death and emu- emerged victorious. And, you know, first, we're just reminded that Christ is the lamb who dies for the sheep, Um, Mm -hmm. you know, returning to an idea that you and I had talked about before, how he has become one of us, you know, a member of the flock, but at the same time, God, (laughs) who dies for us, and he ransoms the sheep. Christ, the undefiled, the song says, Mm -hmm. um, has reconciled sinners to the Father. I'm going to read the third verse then. Death with life contended, combat strangely ended. Life's own champion slain, yet lives to reign. So we have the words death and life, especially the word life, just thrown about a lot in one verse. Mm-hmm. And um, life dies, but is emerged as the victor. It emerges as the victor. So it's through his death, through the gift of himself on be, you know, for us... <laughs> Right. That Christ emerges victorious by giving up of himself to the will of the Father. He he earns the victory over death. Um, and one of the one of the other fun things about this song is that it then starts to go into even a dialogue with Mary. Mm-hmm. And people might jump to think we're talking about the mother of Christ, but we're actually talking about another Mary here. We say, tell us, Mary, say, what did you see upon the way? So do you know what Mary we're referring to, Jacob? think this might be mary magdalene right right and why is that she is in most of the gospel uh, resurrection account she's the first one who discovers this empty tomb yeah right so she's going into the garden maybe 
in some accounts with other women, sometimes by herself, um, to visit the tomb of our Lord, to bring those sorts of um, spices for the burial or just to go spend time at his tomb. So when we sing this song on Easter Sunday or when we heard it sung, um, Mm -hmm. we ask Mary to tell us this and then we actually have words of Mary Magdalene in the next few verses. Um, She says, The tomb the living did enclose. I saw Christ's glory as he rose. The angels there attesting, shroud with grave clothes resting. Christ, my hope has risen. He goes before you into Galilee. So she just describes, you know, I found the tomb empty. That the one that had the tomb that had him now just has the the different cloths that we had used to wrap him and mm-hmm. is empty. He says, Go ahead before us to Galilee. So then there's an invitation in the final verse to just kind of everyone bring this all together um in a common proclamation of you know faith in what has happened christ has truly risen from the dead this we know Mm -hmm. and then we ask christ you know turn and show mercy to us so it's for for being a short song it's a very ancient one and it tries to do a lot throughout you know just first with like a cantor singing an invitation describing what happened then asking mary mary talking and then everyone together proclaiming yeah and it it's sort of um, without overtly saying it, sets the model for our own discipleship of the risen Lord. Um, at the beginning, um, mm, I like you know, where you're going. We, Christ contended with death and received yeah. life. It's by giving of ourselves, right. in imitation of Christ, that we too receive um, the fullness of life, that, that grace of eternal life with God. Um, and then how do we do that? Well, um, you know, through various struggles in our lives. But one of the missions of discipleship is to do what Mary does, mm-hmm. to tell what she saw. Yeah. How how is, how is Christ present in our lives? Where do we see him in the world today? Um, she's giving this witness of the empty tomb. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, God relies on witnesses. Um, he could spread um, the message of Jesus in any way that he wants, but he he brings us into that mission with him um, to spread the message of Christ risen from the tomb. So for us, we're called both to seek out people like Mary mm-hmm. who can show us more of who Christ is mm-hmm. and help us to grow more in our faith. And then in turn, we're called to be like her. Right. So to find Mary Magdalene's and to be Mary Magdalene's, mm-hmm. yes. So um, very appropriate um, to encourage all of the all of the faithful on Easter morning, reminding us um, that our mission isn't only to stand in wonder at the empty tomb, um, but what praising the Lord looks like throughout the rest of our lives mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Even that same day, Mary was going out to tell the disciples. Right. She ran with haste. I'm sure she was yeah. completely out of breath by the time she got there because this great and wonderful event. So as we wrap up this sequence from Easter Sunday, lest we forget our, our key word, mm-hmm. let me sing the end just very briefly. Please. Amen. Alleluia. <laughs> now, I brought in another hymn 
which is taken from the Liturgy of the Hours, that prayer of the different times of the day that you and I participated in seminary, that you know we're going to make a promise soon to do every day of our lives. That's right. <laughs> and that all the members of the church are invited to pray, you know, mm-hmm. provided they're able. Um, and this one is the hymn for the evening prayer during the Easter season. Okay. Um, and actually, even though it's the hymn prescribed for evening prayer, it's probably a hymn that people are mostly familiar with. Mm-hmm. I didn't, I put the, I put a different English translation on the sheet in front of the two of us today, but, um, there's a hymn called At the Lamb's High Feast We Sing, which I'm sure many people have heard at many an Easter Sunday celebration and throughout the Easter season. And that English hymn is basically a translation of this hymn from Evening Prayer. So, we're reflecting on the banquet that is prepared for us in this Easter season. And, you know, in so doing, we're drawing a very close connection between what's happening in the Mass and how that is all possible because of Christ's passion, death, resurrection, and ascension. And, you know, we're calling to mind the idea of the heavenly banquet as well that we all look forward to and, um, you know, that we enter into, even if in such a small way in this world, a great way through the reception of of the Eucharist. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, preparing ourselves, beginning to taste um, the glory of that heavenly banquet Mm -hmm. here on earth. And it... This this hymn really brings together a lot of just different references to um, scripture, especially and salvation history. At the lamp's high banquet, we sing praise to our victorious King, who has washed us in the tide flowing from His pierced side. Mm-hmm. Right, so we have the 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 blood f- flowing from the cross that's tied in with the crossing of the Red Sea. Mm-hmm. Um, we have references to the white garments that the those who are chosen to be in heaven are wearing. You know, throughout the hymn, we're constantly returning to you know, the idea of the lamb, Christ, Christ as the lamb, and his victory here. Um, right. So, and that, that victory is then sort of in language translated into the sacrifice of the mass. Mm-hmm. Right. So after... Um, who has washed us in the tide flowing from his pierced side, we then have the lines, Praise we him whose love divine gives his sacred blood for wine, gives his body for the feast. Um, So reminding us of um, Christ's Paschal mystery being made present again and again in our lives in the Mass, um, bringing this great Easter story down to us today. If there's one other image that I'd like to look at before we move on to our last piece, it's just that the unleavened bread that is mentioned in this hymn mm-hmm. is a reference to St. Paul, who writes about, um, let us turn to the the bread, the unleavened bread of sincerity and truth. And here this hymn brings that image into our appreciation of the Eucharist um, and how in the Eucharist we see that exhortation of St. Paul lived out, or at least, you know, both represented in front of us in the Eucharist, which is Christ, and also brought about in us through the grace that we're given through receiving that sacrament. So Beautiful. Another beautiful hymn with a lot of different references to keep in mind. 
Um, Many things to reflect upon yeah. praying through the hymn. And the last one is from the end of the Easter season. This is one of those other sequences that we mentioned. Mm-hmm. There's three big ones that most of us will hear. On the Feast of Pentecost, between the second reading and the gospel, we'll often hear Veni Sancte Spiritus. Mm-hmm. So, come Holy Spirit. And actually, most of us will hear this in um, the hymn, Come Holy Ghost, Creator Blessed. Um, that's a very similar I just it's, it's it's a very similar text, not a not a literal translation, but um some of the same ideas are there. And in this hymn to the Holy Spirit, we just have a lot of different images of what the Spirit does for our lives. You know, come send a ray of light from heaven, come father of the poor, come giver of gifts, come the light of hearts. Mm-hmm. Come your who are the best Consoler, best consolation, the soul's guest, sweet refreshment. Really, just every line is inviting us to reflect on um, something that the Holy Spirit does to bring about the renewal that we're asking for in our lives. Right. One thing that's interesting about um, a lot of these lines is the verbs are impera- in the imperative right. mood. They're Do commands. Do this. Right. Right, they're mm-hmm. not. It's not just a, a a sort of meek asking. It's almost a demanding, um, sort of the boldness of our prayer that we we can make through the Holy Spirit. You know, heal our wounds, wash away um, the stains of our mm-hmm. our sin, um, bend the stubborn heart, um, guide guide our steps, and perhaps forward. One you know last idea for just entering into this hymn well is that. We both ask for warmth and for coolness. So basically, this is asking for, you know, whatever the time of our life is, whatever the situation we find ourselves in, we're asking for what's necessary from from God and from the Holy Spirit um, to meet those needs of the moment. Right. Because we have the confidence that we know those prayers will come true. Yes. Well, let's um, wrap up with a prayer, um, remembering the... The praise that we give the Lord um, because of his Paschal mystery and especially praying with the Holy Spirit. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the great love that you show in giving us your Son and in giving us your Spirit, drawing us into the very heart of your own life, a life of total self-giving of total love. We offer you praise for this, uh, that we may enter more and more into that mystery. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, beginning it is, is now, now and, and ever, ever shall be, a world, world without, without end. end. Amen. Alleluia. Alleluia. In the, in the name of the Father <laughs> and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. The Seminarians is a production of listener-supported St. Gabriel Catholic Radio AM820. Archives of the Seminarians and all of our locally produced programs are available at stgabrielradio.com.